The Miami Hurricanes game one depth chart is almost finished. Are we expecting any surprises in that starting lineup? You are locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much to the everydayers for making Locked on Canes your first listen each and every day. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. So when we spoke to Mario Cristobal on Monday afternoon, I think one of the more interesting tidbits that he dropped, uh, you know, classes have started again. So you could say maybe they're not technically still in fall camp. They're just on a regular practice schedule. But he's kind of considering Monday and then today, Tuesday, to be the end of fall camp. And Mario Cristobal told us flat out by Wednesday, tomorrow, he expects to have a good idea of the two to three deep depth chart going into game one important note on that just because Mario and his coaches might know by tomorrow what the two to three deep is doesn't mean we're gonna know do not expect any final version of the depth chart to be published or released until game day on September 1st against Miami Ohio that's when the depth chart is going to be officially released, and it's probably only going to happen 90 minutes, an hour, two hours before the game starts on that Friday night. So the depth chart, I think it's cool to know that they're almost done internally figuring out what their two slash three deep is going to look like because there have been some really competitive training camp battles, and the idea that they're almost done with that I think is interesting to me. They're going to have a good idea about that. So I wanted to give you guys – my projected starting lineups on offense and defense. And I'm going to tell you where I think the most heated position battles have been so far to this point and where I've got a few question marks as to who's actually going to start. But based on everything I've seen in practice over the past three and a half weeks, everything I've heard, all the conversations I've had, this is the way that I see it playing out game one. Let's start with the offense. Starting quarterback, this one was easy, Tyler Van Dyke. Starting running back, this one's a lot more difficult, okay? Because if you follow the reps, probably say Henry Parrish is the game one starter. But if you follow the trends and the performance, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say A.J. Allen, transfer from Nebraska, who I think has popped the most in that running back group during fall camp. In my opinion, he should be and may be the starter come September 1st. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say A.J. Allen will be the starter running back. But that one has definitely been a battle. And it's not just A.J. and Henry Parrish. Mark Fletcher has had himself very much in that conversation, being very productive in practice. So has Don Chaney. So uh, this one's not a no-brainer by any stretch of the imagination. But I'm going to go for a mild upset and say A.J. Allen will line up as the starting running back. Tight end. Also not an easy one, because I know they've been taking it a little bit easy on Elijah Arroyo coming off the knee injury. So it's Cam McCormick or Elijah Arroyo. Um, now, Mario Cristobal, we'll talk a little bit more about the injury situation a little bit later on. But Mario Cristobal says that everybody's good. Uh, the only issues they've had are like the normal camp banged up type of stuff. So if I'm assuming he's fully healthy, I'm going to say Elijah Arroyo starts just over Cam McCormick, but there's definitely a battle there for starting tight end. Receivers, this one was easy. Colby Young, 
Xavier Restrepo, Jacoby George with Restrepo playing in the slot. That's going to be your starting three wide receivers. I would be very surprised if it doesn't play out that way. Offensive line. This one is also pretty much a no-brainer. From left to right, Jalen Rivers at left tackle. Now, Jalen Rivers starting left tackle because Zion Nelson is still working his way back. If he was completely healthy, Zion, which he hasn't been since very early last season, and I wish him the best because he's a really, really talented left tackle, uh, then maybe we'd be having a different conversation right now. But Jalen Rivers, who, by the way, um, I think Jalen is a stud, and he's versatile enough to play every position on that offensive line. I think he's good enough to do the job at left tackle. So it's going to be Jalen Rivers at left tackle game one, Javion Cohen at left guard, Matt Lee at center, Inez Cooper, who's having a really good camp at right guard, and then one of the best stories of fall camp, period, the true freshman, Francis Maui Noah, young CC, is going to be holding down the right tackle spot. So uh, the offense was a little bit easier than the defense, and I'll give you my defensive starting lineup when we come back. So again, on offense, Tyler Van Dyke, A.J. Allen at running back. I'm going to give the edge to Elijah Arroyo at tight end. Uh, receivers, Colby Young, Xavier Restrepo, Jacoby George, offensive line, Jalen Rivers, Javion Cohen, Matt Lee, Inez Cooper, Francis Maui Noah. Let's talk about the defense when we come back. And guys, also on this episode of Locked on Canes, I'm going to give you Mario Cristobal's injury report from camp, which is very encouraging. Uh, some interesting nuggets about the offensive line and cornerback, because guys, there are some position battles at cornerback we're about to talk about. And Miami wide receivers, Colby Young, Jacoby George, and Tyler Harrell. Interesting nuggets that they dropped on us yesterday about Miami's new, hopefully vertical offense under Shannon Dawson. We are only getting started. Keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. My friends, mental health is a topic near and dear to my heart because I have really benefited from therapy in the past. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist at BetterHelp and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Guys, at times in my life, I've had to deal with balancing my workload with my family life to being a parent. My life was completely turned upside down five and a half years ago when my son was born, and it creates challenges, and sometimes it can take a toll on the mental health. I have benefited so much from therapy in the past. Whether you're de dealing with decisions around your career, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected with what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. And trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets, guys. Let therapy be your map with better help. Visit betterhelp.com slash Locked on college and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com, H-E-L-P.com, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com, I should say, slash locked on college. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. So Mario Cristobal says a depth chart, at least internally, could be ready as soon as tomorrow, Wednesday. They're going to have an idea about their two slash three deep by tomorrow. Here's what I'm looking at on defense. Defensive line. Uh, I've got Nigelie Kelly and Akeem Mesidor on the edges. Branson Dean and Leonard Taylor at defensive tackle. Yes, we have seen throughout fall camp 
Ruben Hurricane Bain getting a lot of reps with the first team defensive line at the edge. But I will note that has a lot to do, I believe, with Nigel Lee Kelly missing some practices. But Ruben Bain has been awesome. Um, that's one of those spots all along the defensive line. Just because you don't start doesn't mean you're not going to play. Expect guys like Reuben Bain and Jafari Harvey uh, and maybe even Jaden Wayne because Jaden Wayne, another true freshman like Reuben Bain, he's been lighting it up in practice. So you're going to see your rotation on that defensive line. Just because you're not starting doesn't mean you're not playing, but I think it's going to be Nigel Kelly, Branson Dean, Leonard Taylor, Akeem Mesidor. Uh, and I think Mesidor, by the way, is going to have a monstrous year. I think Nigel Lee Kelly is going to have a monstrous year. I think Reuben Bain is going to have a monstrous year. And Leonard Taylor, man, I'm getting so bullish on this defensive line. At the linebacker spots, there is definitely some competition here, my friends. The only guarantee I'm going to give you at linebacker is Kiko Malinoa, Francisco. He has been consistently looking like the starting Mike linebacker on this team. So I'm going to assume Kiko locks down a spot. And then uh, alongside Kiko at uh, at Will, um, there has been, I, I think it's fair to say, a battle between Wes Besaint, who had an awesome back nine of last year as a true freshman, really figured things out at the second half of last year and became the starter. But then you've got... Uh, the old man, uh, KJ, he's not going to like me calling him that. He's like the old man. He's like 22, 23 years old. But very experienced KJ Cloyd, who comes over from Louisville, who's having a really good fall camp. So I'm going to give a slight edge to Wes Besaint over KJ Cloyd, but it's not necessarily academic, guys. I, I could definitely see some competition there, but I'm going to go with Wes Besaint and Francisco Malinoa as the linebacker starters. Uh, at the star position, that seems to be Jaden Davis's job. I'm expecting Jaden Davis to be the week one starter there. Cornerback, Devontae Brown, the transfer from UCF, seems to have one spot locked down. For the other spot, there's definitely a battle. I think a three-way battle royale is happening there. But, guys, I am going to give the edge to Daryl Porter. Because I believe he's having a very good camp, had a very good spring, and I think his experience could be the difference there. So I give a slight edge to Daryl Porter over Damari Brown, while I'm also not sleeping on Jadeus Richard, the transfer from Vanderbilt, who's had some really, really good moments in camp as well. So uh, there's been a lot of competition there in the defensive backfield. And then with the safeties. I know this is a spot where some of you might be expecting some surprises because Markeith Williams was a starter at the Canes Fest scrimmage, but I don't think it's going to be Markeith. I'm going with James Williams and Cam Kitchens as the starting safeties on this team. So friends, let me know. Did I get anything wrong in your opinion? Or are you going to go out on a limb the way I did on a couple of different positions? Do you expect any major surprises? in the Miami starting lineup this year. Is there anything that I left out? You think, no, Dono's way off on that. Or maybe you think Ruben Bain is going to start. Maybe you think Mark Fletcher is going to start. Both of those true freshmen have really been competing at a high level. Maybe you think Damari Brown, because if you follow the reps, we have seen Damari Brown get some work with the first team. Maybe you think Damari is going to start alongside Devante. Let us know if I got anything wrong or if you see any surprises in the starting lineups. Let us know in the comments. If you're a YouTube viewer, you can let us know in the YouTube comments. If you listen to the audio version, you can let us know uh, on our Twitter slash X profile at Locked on Canes. And if you follow us at Locked on Canes, we will follow you back. 
the injury outlook is compared to last year's fall camp really good right now. That was something we asked Mario Cristobal about yesterday. And yeah, there have been certain times in practice where you see a handful of guys working off to the side. You had a couple of guys held out of the scrimmage at Canes Fest that we all noticed. And obviously there's, you know, guys like uh, Zion Nelson, who's working, still working through an injury from last year. But Mario Cristobal described the injury situation as just camp banged up the usual little bumps and bruises you get during a physical fall camp. Uh, and he said there's been no true injuries like last year. Now, he did say knock on wood, and I'm, I'm knocking on wood right now because you remember by this time last year, you had already had you'd already lost a couple of your running backs for the season, Don Chaney and Trevante Citizen. So the Hurricanes have done a much better job navigating through this fall camp being injury-free. Uh, and Cristobal described, hey, we we have a tried and true method of having a really physical, active fall camp because he thinks that prepares his players more for the season. He doesn't go as easy on guys in fall camp as maybe some of the other coaches do around the country because he says his method is tried and true. And the more physically ready you get for that and the stronger you get and the more these guys attack the weight room and the strength and conditioning program, the more prepared they are to go through the rigors of this type of a fall camp. And they've done pretty well uh, to this point doing that. A couple of very encouraging injury notes. And again, this is minor stuff, but, you know, we'd noticed these players hadn't been suiting up in recent days. Uh, according to Mario Cristobal, running back Chris Johnson, who had missed about a week, he's back and he, as of Monday, practicing in full. Chris Johnson is a full go. And folks, I hadn't talked probably nearly enough about Chris Johnson on this podcast during fall camp just because, you know, we hadn't seen him a lot during fall camp. This is one of those players. You've got to find a way to get him on the field, whether it's as a return man in special teams. You can line him up in the slot. You can line him up wide because he did play some receiver in high school as well. He's very versatile. His main position, though, is running back. But Chris Johnson, he is a home run hitter. You know, he just just last year set a state record for the uh, for the 200 meter. Uh, so he's he's one of the two fastest players on the team, along with Tyler Harrell. And Chris Johnson might even be faster. All right. So you got to find ways to get that dude involved. And another player who had missed a little bit of time and was back practicing in full as of Monday is Akeem Mesidor. So, you know, I talked about Akeem. I expect him, of course, to be a starter this year. So Mesidor back to practicing in full. And I think Miami is going to be in, in really good shape on the defensive line. When we come back, really interesting insight that uh, a trio of wide receivers, because we talked to a few of Miami's wideouts yesterday, they gave me and a few other members of the South Florida media some insight on what that explosive offense is going to look like this year and how Tyler Van Dyke has been progressing and adapting to that offense. You want to keep it locked? We're not done yet here to this all new episode of Locked on Canes. I hope you're keeping it locked to FanDuel because football season is about to kick off and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time that team wins in the regular season. How cool is that? So if I if I bet a future right now on my Miami Dolphins to win the Super Bowl, every time the Dolphins win a game during the regular season, I'm getting bonus bets directly to my account. It's a great thing. You can use your bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. 
So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more. Thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. And for the everydayers, if you want to take your everydayer experience to the next level, sign up for our exclusive SMS texting service through subtext. I include a link in the show description below. I'm very active on the subtext service. I send you guys SMS text messages directly from my phone to yours. I don't have a social media intern. It all comes directly from me. I give you guys breaking news recruiting scoops, opinions, show previews, and one-on-ones. You can ask me anything on there. Uh, So try it free for 14 days with the link in the show description below. And then if you like it, you can opt in for $4.99 a month, and we give you a lot of extra added value on there. So uh, I mentioned Jalen Rivers, who I believe is going to be, in my opinion, the starting left tackle when the season begins. Mario Cristobal was very complimentary of Rivers and says uh, he is capable – at a high level of playing all five positions, right? I think it's pretty rare when you have an offensive lineman who's capable uh, of being one of your best options at every spot, including center. Okay. And honestly, I believe that, you know, if God forbid anything were to happen to Matt Lee, um, Jalen rivers, I think could end up actually being the backup center, but Matt Lee is a guy I don't worry about. Cause I think he's going to be one of the better centers in the entire country. He graded out that way graded out as one of the best centers in college football last year when he was at UCF. Uh, But Jalen Rivers has really been a godsend for this offensive line. We spoke to Rivers about a week ago, and he talked about kind of getting his body a little bit more toned to add some speed to make him better at the left tackle position. So this is something he has been preparing for, okay? And I expect Rivers to be solid at that spot come September 1st. You know, when I was talking about uh, my projected starting corners and I've got Devontae Brown and Daryl Porter, again, I can't emphasize this enough. I'm not completely sleeping on Damari Brown, the true freshman. The main reason why I give the edge to Daryl Porter over Damari Brown is Porter has experience that Damari just does not have at the collegiate level. But according to Cristobal, now the media did not get to watch practice on Monday. The practice was closed to the media. And for a hot second, Cristobal seems to have forgotten that we weren't able to watch that practice because he started to reference something that Damari Brown did at the end of practice yesterday. But then he realized, wait, you guys weren't out there, were you? I'm not going to say anything more. So I don't know, Chris, and it sounded like something positive, like Cristobal was hinting at maybe Damari Brown had like a, I'm speculating here, but maybe he had like a big interception to end practice or a big pass breakup or you know, did something really impressive. So Damari Brown is a guy who uh, has been preparing all camp long to try and take someone's job. And again, I will remind you guys, um, being that he's from American Heritage Plantation, I can't think of a better high school in the entire country for preparing cornerbacks to play at the college level and a lot of them at the NFL level also. I mean, corners that come out of American Heritage are really prepared physically and mentally for that next level. And we'll, we'll see if Damari Brown can actually earn that starting spot. So a couple of interesting nuggets from uh, a few of Miami's wide receivers that we spoke to yesterday. Colby Young, who I think is going to be a starter this year. Quote, I feel really good about how our offense is being more explosive. Because that was something I asked Colby about. I asked Young about kind of the differences. You know, I, 
I wasn't really trying to tee him up to throw shade at Josh Gaddis, nor did he. Like, he didn't take the bait. But, you know, I asked him kind of the differences between last year's offense and this year's and what he likes about this year. Uh, he says, um, I, I really like about uh, – I feel really good about how our offense is being more explosive, being more dynamic, he said. We can still run the ball really well. We have a room full of good backs who can take the top uh, and who can take the top off the defense. They can catch, they can run very fast. They get in open space and take the ball 80 yards. When you have a good receiving core like we have, we love to see backs that can get in space and make plays. That makes the passing game way better, he says. Uh, he says we are fast. We have a lot of playmakers. Tyler Van Dyke is a great quarterback, and he's putting the ball in areas that are amazing. Yeah, he was telling us that Van Dyke is really putting the football into tight windows, which is nice. So we've been making plays. We're all confident. And one of the other things that I asked Colby about yesterday was his chemistry with Van Dyke. I brought it up on the show before that um, – Colby Young, right before Van Dyke got injured, had two incredible games where he and Tyler looked to have a great connection. Like Colby Young had 110 receiving yards against uh, Virginia Tech, and then I think 127 against Duke right before Van Dyke got hurt. And then, you know, they couldn't continue that chemistry because Tyler didn't really play for the rest of the season. So uh, he told me that not only does he feel like he and Van Dyke have picked up where they left off chemistry-wise, he feels it's been even better, and they've taken it to another level so far. We spoke with Tyler Harrell, the speedster, and you know he's a little bit humble. You know, I try to ask him about, hey, are, is there anybody who can cover you? Uh, is there anybody else on offense who's nearly as fast as you are? You know, he was very complimentary of Miami's defensive backs, and he says more than just the speed, they all have different styles and coverage. So he says it's really interesting going up against different guys in practice. Uh, he was also complimentary about the speed that guys like Shamar Kirk have uh, and, you know, Chris Johnson and Miami's running back. So he thinks there's a lot of speed on the offense. And he says that that speed is really going to affect opposing defenses because they have to respect it. It's going to make everybody better. Uh, you know, he says he's been having dreams about his first game in a Miami uniform. Because remember, Tyler Harrell, the South Florida kid. Uh, but, you know, he went to Louisville for a few years, one year at Alabama. Now he's finally back home at Miami. He says he's having dreams about playing his first game and making plays in a Miami uniform. And Harrell, he was complimentary, very complimentary of Miami's offensive line. Now, he didn't really want to compare it to Bama's, but he said he's never seen an offensive line in the ACC like this one. And he played for, I think, three years at Louisville before playing one year at Bama. So he's got plenty of ACC experience. He said he's never seen – they're very big and very powerful. He's never seen an offensive line like this one in the ACC. And, folks, that's where so many of your games are going to be won or lost – the line of scrimmage at the point of attack. Um, I feel pretty good about Miami's defensive line. I feel very good about Miami's starting offensive line. And if Mario Cristobal has hit some home runs in improving those areas and he and Mirabal coaching up that offensive line and making the guys who were here last year even better, uh, we could be in for big-time improvement this season. We could be in for it. All right, guys, I want to thank you so much. And just so you know, for the everydayers, uh, I'm, I'm about to, to head off to uh to the facility at the u because we're going to be talking with a handful of players today i know leonard taylor is going to be one of those that we speak to today so we're going to have uh four player interviews posted on our youtube channel later on today so you want to subscribe to that subscribe to locked on canes on youtube especially because 
We're just a little over 100 subscribers away from hitting 11,000. 11,000 subscribers on YouTube. That's a milestone we would like to hit before the season starts on September 1st. So if you haven't already, subscribe to our YouTube channel and make sure you do because we're going to have player interviews dropping on the channel in the early afternoon. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen. We will talk to you guys again next time on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.